get ready for the preaching in just a moment. All right, I've been asked. Let me, somebody help me with this. Last night we were thinking about this at, at home. Uh, Sarah, while she was uh, in labor, is texting Karen. I was thinking, ladies, how do you do that? You're giving birth to a baby and you're texting. I don't know about that. But anyway, and they said this. I thought they were joking. You know, Brother Tyrell has kind of a dry sense of humor. And I said, what's the baby's name? And Brother Tyrell said, we don't know till it's born. <laughs> really think it's going to come out with a name tag or something? And so this afternoon, had a chance to call Brother Tyrell and said, all right, we congratulate you. And what's the little girl's name? Her first name is Jane. What's her middle name? Whoa. Jane, Jane what? Annalisa Dawson. All right. Six pounds, nine ounces, born at 6.35 this morning. Mama and baby are doing fine. There, ladies, you got it? That's what ladies want. It's just you want the details. So I asked Brother Tyrell, I said, okay, what's the little girl's name? Jane. I said, why did you wait? To name the little girl. He said, Pastor, we had to wait to see what she looked like. And she looks like a Jane. Are there any Janes here? Anybody know a Jane? You do? All right. So when you see little Jane come to the nursery, uh, I don't know what Janes look like. But Tyrell and Sarah needed to wait to see little baby to see which they should name it. And she looks like a Jane. Uh, and so you wish Tyrell and Sarah, hopefully, uh, Brother Tyrell said they are thinking they may have to keep her till Tuesday morning, but if not, she'll be dismissed sometime uh, tomorrow night. All right, take your Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is the text tonight. For a little bit of a different lesson tonight, I want you to interact with us, if we would, together on the lesson on prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And with your Bible turned there, let's go to Lord in prayer tonight. Father, we love you. Thank you for this special place. It's unlike any other place that we gather. We all have places on earth that are special to us, a house and a home. Different places that are meaningful to us. But no place is like the church. Bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this sacred and holy place. And I thank you, Father, that these have come back tonight for another service in your house. I pray you'd help us to learn a little bit more about prayer and how we can spend that hour with you. And, Father, I pray, change our prayer life because of what we learn in these lessons. Arrest our attention, if you would, please. And we would say the same as your disciples said to you, Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
you to think about what the ladies just sung, just sung. Sometimes a wall of grace, sometimes a wall of faith, other times it's mercy that I need. But the second verse they sung was this, oh my brother when I'm weak would you stand instead for me? As the ladies were singing this I looked out in our congregation and I think that there are some that stood for you in prayer Amen. and now they're just a tad weak. And we need to stand for them. As we always do Sunday morning, Sunday night, we have a word of prayer before we come out and start the services. I usually pray on Sunday morning. Brother Stephen prays on Sunday night. We pray for God to bless the services and pray for different needs. Tonight, Brother Paul, he took some time and asked a special blessing for Nancy Ehart. I'm not, I'm not trying to uplift or make Nancy into being a saint or an angel, but I know this to be true. For many years, she carried this church on her knees to God in prayer. Amen. She carried you. And I would ask that a lot of us would carry her. You think it's good to have Brother Andrew back and George and Fern Zane and some of these others, Bill and Mary Wolford, need a special touch of grace right now.
and a little bit weak. Uh, let's pray for each other. Take your Bible, First, First Thessalonians chapter 5. I want us to look together, verse number 18. Would you read it together, please? 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's easy, isn't it? It's not easy. When the car breaks down, give thanks. When you get the new car or the nice car and it runs fine, give thanks. When you have good health, give thanks. When you have poor, declining health, we can still give thanks. I want to talk to you about that tonight. Thanksgiving, the act of expressed appreciation. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father, help us tonight. Thank you for Sunday night, what it means to us. Warm our hearts with your word tonight. And Father, we do uplift before you. I thank you for a praying group of people at Rocky Mountain. We do uplift before you, Nancy Ehart, tonight. Would you comfort her there in home? And Father, it would be so good sometime to see her return. You're going to have to do a work that only you can do. Doctors cannot. Also for George and Fern Zane and Phil and Mary Wolford and others. Thank you for what you have done and teach us to be grateful. Teach us tonight about how that we, in prayer, turn our heart of gratitude back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's, say, let's look to the screen if we can. We're talking about spending an hour with God in prayer. As you look to the screen and we review, we think about these things. We think about the things that we have learned in the past. We begin with praise, and with praise, we are recognizing God's nature. Do we serve a praiseworthy God? We do. Then we go to waiting, and waiting is basically soul surrender. In that waiting period, we allow the Holy Spirit of God to lay on our heart the things that should be prayed for. We allow Him to take off of our prayer list some things that He does not want to mention at that time. Then we talked about confession. Confession is time to cleanse. Say the verse if you, with me if you would. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confession is time to cleanse. Scriptural praying is word-enriched prayer. Last night as Kathy and I were praying and getting ready for the services tonight, uh, I quote, don't always do this, but quoted a verse back to the Lord concerning what we wanted to take place here. So uh, you think about that word in rich prayer. Watching is developing holy alertness. We see what God is doing in our city, in our state, in our nation, and in our world. We talked about two weeks ago intercession, remembering the world uh, in our intercessory prayer. This doesn't mean necessarily just the lost. It might mean tonight that we go to the Lord in prayer for Brother and Mrs. Kumar. And, and throughout the week, that in addition, and many of you cannot, honestly, you could not give as you would like to give, but we all can pray. Last week we looked at petition, expressing dependence upon God. How, how much do you and I need God? I'm going to tell you how much you need God, however much you pray. You might say, Preacher, I really, 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 really need God. But if you don't pray, you don't express that dependence and need for God. So let's look at this tonight. 
I'm going to ask you some questions. I want you to respond tonight. When you look at your life right now, what can you thank God for? So, me, real quick, what could, just real quick, what can you thank God for, Brother Andrew? Your wife, amen. Who findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. thing. I'm sorry, ladies. God called you a thing. I didn't. And obtain the favor of the Lord. What can you thank God for, Miss Cain? Salvation. Salvation. What, Brother Lou? Always being. Always being there. Never leaves us nor forsake us, Brother. Did he steal yours, Brother Alan? Yes, sir. Good health. Good health. Boy, health is your greatest wealth. Other than salvation, you got good health. You thank God for that, Miss Patrick? Never giving up. Never giving up. So think about this. So all the things we just mentioned, and maybe you didn't raise your hand, have you thanked God for those things? Have you in prayer thanked Him for those? Although closely related to praise, thanksgiving itself is an important element that deserves careful attention during our prayer. So let's put a, let's put a meaning on this. Basically, thanksgiving is the act of expressing specific gratitude to God for the blessings He has bestowed upon us. Specific. Uh, and so you think about that. When you go to God in prayer and when you get to this place, have an attitude of gratitude and express to God specifically what you're grateful for. This can be mental. It can be vocal. Look in your Bible, the book of Colossians, chapter number 2. Go with me and you understand this. We're talking about an epistle. What is an epistle? Somebody tell me. A letter written to a church. Was there a church at Colossae? Yes. Uh, name me some other epistles then. What's that? So Philippians, name me another epistle. Think about Romans, Corinthians. Uh, no, there wasn't a church at Timothy, but... Close, all right? So you think about Thessalonica. Those are epistles, a letter written to a church. So Paul now is going to command and address the church at Colossae. Look at chapter 2 and look at verse number 6 and 7 together, please. As ye therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, and as ye have been taught, abounding therein with what? Thanksgiving. Uh, so he talks about Thanksgiving helps us focus God's faithfulness to us. Is God faithful to you? Yes, he is. So in Thanksgiving and prayer, we focus on God's faithfulness to it. A look at Scripture suggests that, that sprinkled all throughout the Bible, whether we start with the Gospels or primarily in the New Testament, but we are instructed to be grateful and thankful to God and express that thankfulness back to Him. So Paul here told the Colossian believers, look at chapter 4. Look at chapter 4 of Colossians. He talks to them about this attitude of thanksgiving. Look at verse number 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with what? Thanksgiving. So I ask you this tonight. Should and is thanksgiving a part of prayer? Should it be something we're expressing daily to God? Yes. If you go back to the Old Testament time, to the tabernacle or the temple, there was incense going up continually before God. Those are our prayers. And He wants to smell in His nostrils a sweet-smelling savor. And if it's sprinkled with thanksgiving, it smells great to God. So look at this. But not only Colossians, but look at Philippians. 
Go again, another, another uh, epistle, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Paul had a similar message, not only to the church at Colossae, but the church at Philippi. Look at chapter 4 and look at verse number 6. Would you read this together, please? Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So he talks and instructs the church at Colossae, sprinkle your prayers with thanksgiving. He tells the church at Philippi, if we are praying in the Spirit, we will have thanksgiving in our prayers. Can I say this to you? One of my favorite, never heard him, Brother Brother Patrick, you did hear Dr. Bob Jones Sr., Brother Wally. I, I envy you. I have just a couple books of his. Did he, did he write very many? I've got a couple books of his. My, one of my favorite, Dr. Bob wrote, was Chapel Talks with Dr. Bob Jones Sr. Great lessons. But Dr. Bob Jones Sr. said this, To be ungrateful is to be unholy. Say it with me, would you? To be ungrateful is to be unholy. Now, let me say this to you, ladies. Are you grateful for the house you presently live in? It may not be everything you want, and it may have some cracking and peeling and crumbling, but be grateful. Fellas, are you grateful for the vehicle you drive? Huh? Now, think about it. If you're not, here's I'm quoting Dr. Andrew Miller here. If you're not... Comparison is the thief of joy. You're not, you're not grateful for what. Mine, I look at this when I, because the church pays for my church-related gas, and I'll get the receipt, and I'll mark on their pastor, and then I'll put the mileage. I just turned 239,000 miles on my car, but it keeps going. <laughs> it doesn't look like it would, but I'm comfortable with it. I don't need the new car. All right? But you think about that. To be ungrateful is to be unholy. And parents, let me tell you something. I don't care if your son or your daughter is dressed right, got the right Bible under their arm, they come to church, they memorize a scripture verse. If they're ungrateful, you have reason to worry. But if they're all the other, they just say, man, I'm having some real struggles with my son or daughter right now. But they express gratitude. There's great reason to hope and to be, to be hopeful. All right, so let's look at this, if you would. Psalm 116. Go with me, if you would, please, to the Old Testament. Psalm 116. I want to talk to you real briefly about confession of blessing. Thanksgiving is the act of prayer where we recognize all of the blessings in life that God has given to us, and we confess them before Him. Look at Psalm 116, if you would, please. Several of you just expressed a little while ago areas you're grateful for a wife and for health and for salvation and for God not giving up on you. Say that back to the Lord. Express that back to Him when you pray. God, I'm grateful for and we'll, talk, we'll try to guide you and help you in knowing how to do that. Psalm 116, look with me if you would please, verse number 12 through 17. What shall I render to the Lord for all of His benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of His people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. O Lord, truly I am Thy servant. I am Thy servant and the son of Thy handmaid. Thou hast loosed uh, my bonds. Now watch verse 17. 
Read it together, please. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. And think about this. So when we go to God in prayer, don't ever come into his presence without uh, ushering words of thanksgiving. The entire life of our Lord was one of giving thanks back to his heavenly Father. I want to show you these in Scripture. Look at John 11. The entire life of our Lord, he ushered back to his heavenly Father moments of thanksgiving. Look at John 11, and look at verse number 40, uh, 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, what? I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I want you, we, last week we took, talked to, uh, spoke about petition. And can I say this to you? I can't express all of them to you. But it so thrills me when I walk out on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night and I see answers to prayer in the seat already. Brother Andrew, you're an answer to prayer tonight. Brother Bill, you're an answer to prayer tonight. When I think we prayed specifically, we petitioned God this week. I think about this, LaVey and, and, and Kathy Simmert and many of you others, Brother Donald, I do want you to pray for him. Brother Donald was taken by ambulance this week to Parkview Medical Center. They think something heart-related. He was here this morning. But God spared his life. He was here this morning. What great answers to prayer. Aren't you thankful that God hears us when we pray? So was his Savior. So was his Son, Jesus Christ. Look at Mark. Look at Mark chapter number 8. Matthew, Mark. Look at chapter 8. All throughout Christ's life, he expressed thankfulness and gratefulness to his heavenly Father. Look at Mark chapter 8 and verse number 6. And he commanded, now he's going to feed the multitude here. He commanded the people to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves. And what did he do? And gave thanks. Now let me say this to you. Seven loaves is going to fall a good bit short. Am I right? He's going to feed the multitude here, but he gives thanks for what God gave him. Now watch what it says. And break in and gave it to the disciples to set before them, and they did set them before the people. Can I say this to you? You might go to your cupboards, ladies, and open them up. And you might look in there and you're going to think, there's not everything in those cupboards I'd like in those cupboards. But you can give thanks for what is in there. And we should give thanks. So he gave thanks to the Lord at the raising of Lazarus. He gave thanks to his father when he fed the multitudes. Look at Mark 11. Here's a, and we cannot, we'd be here all night if we just studied the times when Christ looked to heaven and gave thanks. Look at chapter Mark chapter 11 and look at verse number 25. Back up to verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That verse took me through Bible college. I mean it. I had an old-fashioned pastor that just said, if you need something from God, you just get a verse and you pray it back to him. As a scared freshman in Bible college with $20 in my wallet and not a job and, and, and didn't know how my bill was going to be paid for, I believed it and I claimed that verse and I went to a, in a back in a, a, a H4, Harrison, Harrison, Harrison dorm. 
on Baptist City in Crown Point, Indiana, went back to that dorm, got shut the door, got down on my face, and prayed that verse back to the Lord. I believe, Father, you're going to give me a job. In two days, I had a job. Worked the same job all the way through Bible college. I believe, Lord, that you're going to meet my needs. And God met them over and over and over again. What a wonderful prayer promise. But go further, if you would, verse into 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. Why? If I regard an iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Watch this. Forgive if you have bought against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. If you look, if you look further in these, in these texts, once again, Christ looks to heaven and thanks the Lord for what he's going to do. Now, I'm going to remind you of why it is necessary to pray and to thank the Lord and petition the Lord for what we need. Let's go back to what we learned last week. Charles Spurgeon said this, It is a rule that, we'll, that will never be altered in anyone's case. If the royal and divine Son of God cannot be exempted from the rule of asking then he may, that he may have, you and I cannot expect to have the rule relaxed in our favor. God will bless Elijah and send rain upon Israel, but Elijah must pray for it. If the chosen nation is to prosper, Samuel must plead for it. If the Jews are to be delivered, Daniel must intercede. God will bless Paul and the nations will be converted through him, but Paul must pray for it. Pray he did without ceasing his epistles show that he expected nothing without asking for it. And child of God, can I say this to you? Right now, you might look at your life and you have a lot that you need God to do. But can I encourage you to do this? Thank God for where he's blessed you presently. Amen. We're going to look at how to do that in just a moment. So we express uh, how we have to do this uh, each and every day of our life. Now, here's how we're going to do it. Let's look at this if we can. First, we're going to confess spiritual blessings. Has God blessed you spiritually this week? Maybe you read something in the Bible and God just warmed your heart with it. Maybe you heard a lesson or a message that was a blessing and a help to you and God warmed your heart with that. We express the spiritual blessing, what he's taught you in his word, how he's answered prayer, Maybe for your church family, when you go to God, thank Him for the spiritual blessings that you have experienced. Number two. Secondly, we're going to confess material blessings. Benjamin Franklin said this, When the well is dry, they know the worth of water. When the blessings that we have, the material blessings that we have, I remember this when Kathy and I, no, it was in, the, it was in, New Mexico, not first getting married. It was a second stop in ministry. And I used to do this, and I loved to do it. When Brother Marvin was here and Brother Allen, sometimes you do this. And, and uh, Brother Duncan did this, a beautiful, beautiful uh, car that he restored. I used to love to do that. But I didn't do cars. I did trucks. I just liked, and they were all Chevy trucks. And that was a problem. I know, Brother Allen. But they were all And I remember this. We had a nice car. Kathy and I had a nice car. But something, I had the car. And Kathy needed to go to the store. And I said, we're well, going to have to take the truck. 
There was a 1966 Chevy uh, C10. And how many of you remember these? The wheel was about this big. <laughs> I mean, it was a big wheel. There was a big steering wheel. And it didn't have power steering. That's okay when you're going down the road. But when you're parked and you're not running well, and she'd say this, she'd say, I have to lift myself out of the seat to turn that stupid truck. <laughs> and I can see her doing that, pulling that. that be grateful. <laughs> be thankful for the truck that doesn't have power steering. You might look at what you have and say there's not a lot to be thankful for, but thank God for material blessings. Think back to a time when you didn't have that nice house. Am I right? Think back to a time when that old truck is all we had. Think back to a time when you didn't have some money in the bank. So now you can praise God and thank Him. I remember this. Now, the other day I did this. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble when I get home. I walked into our closet. And Kathy, I don't know what you call this. She has these things. This, it, it hangs, but these little cubby holes for shoes. And I looked in there, and I began to count. And on the floor this way, and on the floor this way, our boots of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... And looked over 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And I got to 30 and stopped. <laughs> then I looked over at my little thing, my little shelf over there. And I just thought, do you remember, honestly, do you remember when you only had one or two pair of shoes? Ladies, was, that, was there ever a time when you only had one or two? <laughs> went over Josh and, and Rachel's house one day, and we went up there, up into the baby's room, that little guy has more shoes than this whole church put together. I don't know where he got them. He has shoes and boots and slippers. And I said, where did this little guy get all these shoes? <laughs> Can I say this to you? I mean this honestly, and I'm not trying to. Ministry is a wonderful thing. But I remember Brother and Mrs. Ball in New Mexico. I had one pair of dress shoes. And I needed dress shoes. And I didn't have money to buy dress shoes. But God knows my need. And I remember this. I remember just saying, Lord, can you bless me with another pair of shoes? I need another pair of shoes. Do you remember Grandma Brown? Grandma Brown was a quiet, unassuming lady that came. Our class, Kathy and I's class, was right past. She had to walk past our class to get to her class. I'd greet her, hello, Grandma Brown. Hello, Pastor Rogers. I mean, it wasn't just a week or two after I prayed, and I said, Grandma Brown, she never stopped at our class. She stopped that Sunday. She said, Brother Rogers, do you need shoes? Oh. I like when grandmas are the answers to prayer. <laughs> and I said, Grandma, I have been asking God for some shoes. I need some dress shoes. She said, I'm going to have a yard sale tomorrow, and I want you to come first before that yard sale opens up. Did you ever go to where she lived, Jeff or Linda? You remember where she lived? She had a, I'm calling it a Quonset hut. Is that, Brother Vernon, we were talking about this. Is that what that, that round domed, I call it a Quonset hut. Is that a Quonset hut? She had one of those big, this lady had shoes. She had tables lined up. 
and she had brand new shoes in boxes. Guess what size? My size. And so she said, okay. Now, what would you do, honestly? No, 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 I'm not buying them. I, I couldn't, honestly, even at the yard sale, couldn't afford them. But she said this. She said, Brother Rogers, I want you to have, you go through there and you take what shoes you want. There were brand new, and some of you know this, Brother Wally, you know this, or Brother Bill. There were brand new Floorshine wingtip shoes, $120 a piece. That's what those shoes cost. Honestly, kid. And so I picked up a brown pair and a black pair. I saw a pair of tennis shoes, and I picked those up, and I started to walk out. She said, no, 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 no. You're taking all of the nine and a halfs. I said, Grandma, I don't need that many shoes. You see, he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And you remember the song. I said, now, I'm not a sandal guy. Sorry if you men wear sandals. I'm not a sandal guy. I didn't know this. One of the pair of shoes, the brand new in a box, was Birkenstock sandals. Very, very expensive. And I just thought, yeah, I can't do these things. And so we saved them for a while. And later on, we put them in a yard sale because I can't wear them. But I think about this. I look back to that day and think I had shoes, but I needed more shoes. And I thank God for the shoes I had, but I also petitioned him, Lord, I need some new shoes. Think about this. How good is God? I remember that, bringing all those shoes home, lining them up in my closet. I almost, I almost had as many shoes as my wife did. Do we thank God for material blessings? Can I say third of all, thank or confess to God for physical blessings? Was it, Brother Allen, you said this? If you've got a measure of health, you thank God for that. Thank God for physical blessings. We should thank God for good health. I wrote in my notes as this message was coming together. Thank God that, Brother Wally, that God brought you out of that surgery, made your surgery. I know, I know there's some days ahead. I understand that. Thank God, Brother Andrew, God brought you through that surgery. I know there's, thank God, Mrs. Kathy, and thank LaVey, and some of you that God has brought through some. You thank God for the health you have right now. I put in my notes, Brother Wally and Brother Wolford and Brother Mrs. Zane and, 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 and Brother Jim and, and LaVey and Brother Bill. And I'm probably, can I say this to you? Every heartbeat is a reason to be thankful. In just about a year and a half time, I buried one brother. I went to Odessa, Texas. My sister was on the way to see my brother in Odessa, Texas. She's coming up from Georgia. She got 200 miles outside of town. She began to hemorrhage. They took her by ambulance, took her to the hospital. Come to find out she's loaded with cancer. She had, what is the blood-borne cancer? What is it? She had leukemia. She's dying on one end of the hospital. My other brother's dying on the end of, other end of the hospital. In six months, I buried a brother and I buried a sister. And just watch us right around the corner. Then we heard my other brother had cancer. Went back and buried him. Can I say this to you? And most of those were much younger than any of you here. If you've got health and tomorrow you can get up and you can go somewhere and you can do something, would you not praise God for your health? And thank Him for it. Praise God for spiritual blessings, for physical blessings, for material blessings. Can I say this fourthly? Confess external blessings 
These are blessings that may not be related to us. Thank God for His goodness to those we love and His moving in the hearts of people. Number five, thank God for past blessings. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Thank God for past blessings. Share this right quick. Something God has done for you in the past that still warms your heart today. Somebody share it with me. Something God's done for you in the past. Miss Patrick? Provide for financial needs. Can I say this to you? Brother Danny, every time I see you there, you're an answer to prayer. What God has done in the past when we prayed. Some of you didn't know Danny when we knew Danny. Danny had started to come. Little did I know my father's health was was deteriorating and and Danny and, and dad would meet somewhere on dad's little walk. And dad... Dad spent some time with Danny and tried to help him get back into church and, and, and start to serve God. And Danny, on the way on a cold, snowy day, walking over to my dad's house to shovel his walk and to scrape his windshield, fell and cracked and broke his hip. I'm not about to forget that. And what God did in Danny's life. One of the biggest blessings in our church. Danny's got a heart as big as Texas. Just wants to meet and kind of say this to you. So we thank God for external blessings. What he's done in the lives of those around us. Number five, we say this. Thank God for past blessings. Look at Ephesians chapter five, if you would. Thank him for faithful people in your life. Somebody tell me this. Go back to who led you to Christ. Who led you to Christ? Real quick. Who led you to Christ? Somebody. Grandma Josie, okay? You think, who is it? Did you, Cindy, did you have your hand up? Mom. Your mom. All right. Who led you to Christ, Brother Sonny? Who? Grandmother. Grandmother. Who led you to Christ? Brother Ball. Brother Brad. Your wife. All right. Brother, yes, sir. Brother Richard? Brother Lou. Brother Lou. Brother Paul? Your wife. Brother Wally? Mickey McGee, Mickey, 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 Mickey McGee, all right? You ever just stop and thank God for sending somebody that can share the gospel with you? Praise God for past blessings and what it looks like. Go to Ephesians chapter 5 and look at verse number 18 through 20. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And how can I know if I'm filled with the Spirit? Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. And spiritual songs making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now watch this and it's still connected. What mark of punctuation is after verse 19? If you and I are spirit led and spirit filled. We will have a song to the Lord that breaks out on our lips. And we're not in church. We're not any place. But look at verse number 19. Watch what it says here. Verse number 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught you to love and serve Him like you do, who showed you the way to Christ, who mentored you and put up with you, who prayed for you. Amen. You'll never meet this guy, but he's half crazy. We say, often say this, you don't have to be crazy to serve the Lord or be a member here, but it does help. <laughs> Eric Capace. Graduated from the Bible college I graduated, went down to Arkansas to start a church. I told you before, when he got there, oh no, he, he took over a church, had about eight or nine people. 
He said he got there in the first church service. There's nobody to play the piano on there. You know it's a difference. When you go to a service, there's no instruments. And he said there was one man out in the congregation. He came in. He had a pack of cigarettes rolled up into his, into his T-shirt, into his arm. He had a guitar strapped on his back. And Brother Capace made a mistake. He said, is there anybody here that can lead the course, Amazing Grace? That man raised his hand. Long hair, guitar on his back, pack of cigarettes rolled up. And he said, you know what? He said, he said sir, you can lead an Amazing Grace. Oh, yeah, I know it. All right, come on up. Amazing. That's how they sing down south. Grace, how sweet the sound. And then next week he said, you know, we got to get this church riled up. We got to get them out soul winning. He said, is there anybody here that would go with the pastor soul winning? Guess who raised their hand? This fella. Cigarette rolled up, guitar on his back, long hair. I said, okay. And you know what? They come to find out in between the time that he went soul winning with this fella, this fella got saved. Huh? He said, they went out sowing, and he said, they're in that house, and somebody's getting saved, and they're bowing their head and praying, and he smells something. He smells cigarettes. And he looks up, and this guy's going, in somebody else's house. And he goes outside, and he said, now, brother, listen. He said, what happened to you in there? He said, man, you lost it. You can't smoke in somebody else's house. He said, preacher, I just got excited. Somebody's getting saved. I just decided to light up. Where were you when you got saved? Some of you were sitting on a bar stool. Some of you were putting drugs in your system. Some of you were lost without, we all were lost without God. Can we not go back to him and look back at that time and say, Lord, thank you that you saved me. If you were to go back to that church today, God greatly blessed. This man now looks like he ought to look. God cleaned him up. But thank God for a faithful pastor that didn't berate him when he was growing in grace. Thank God for what he's done, faithful people that he's brought into your life. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Go back there with me. This, is, this, is, is this where we started? It wasn't 1 Thessalonians where we started. Matter of fact, go instead. Go to the Old Testament. Go to the book of Job. I'm going to say something now, and it may not make sense to you, but please listen. Not only do we thank God for spiritual blessings, material blessings, physical blessings, external blessings, and past blessings. Thank God if you're going through the hard times for the hard times that you're going through. Look at Job and remember this. The Lord bragged on Job. To Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? What did Satan say? You put a hedge around him, Lord. You take the only reason Job serves you is because of what he does. Can I say this to you? Why don't you serve God when things are going good and serve God when things are going bad? Just make a contract with him and serve without that contract. God, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you if my husband or wife are by my side. I'm going to serve you if they're not by my side. I'm going to serve you if my child or children are by my side. I'm going to serve you if they're not by my side. That's the Christian life, and that was Job. 
Satan came, and in one breath, and again in chapter number one, while he yet speaketh, while he yet speaketh, while he yet speaketh, God, the Satan took one thing and another thing and another thing and another thing away from, from Job. Now watch what Job says in Job chapter number one. Look at verse number 21 and 22. Verse 20, then Job arose and rent his mantle. His kids are dead now. His everything he's worked for is gone. The only thing he has left is his, a measure of health and his wife. Watch what Job does. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. And what? Wow. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Look at what he said there. Blessed be the name. Don't forget to be thankful when life doesn't seem to be good or easy. I didn't know this, Brother, brother Bill and Brother Wally and some of you and Brother Stephen. I didn't know that John Wesley was involved. I don't even know what it was. I was just reading about it this week. He was involved in a terrible, terrible accident, and he really just pulverized one of his arms in that accident. But it was serious enough, it could have killed him. Listen to what he wrote into his journal. After that terrible accident, he said, Lord, thank you for the ability to praise you for only a broken arm and not a skull or a brain injury. Huh? Brother, Brother Chris, you and I were talking as we were helping the Wolfords about how God brought your wife and children through a terrible accident. Can some of you look back and say how good God has been to you? And can you right now, even though you're going through something, a tough time, can you say, Lord, thank you? We end with this tonight. In each situation in life, no matter how difficult it presents, focus on the thanksgiving and offer it back to God. Even the death of a loved one reminds us of the blessings and surety of our eternal home called heaven. I remember years ago, and Rebecca, you probably know exactly when this was. I don't know how many years. It's been 10 plus years, I'm sure. James Dobson had five very close friends. They were all in a little airplane. They were taking a trip someplace. And that airplane tragically crashed. And all of those good men went home to be with the Lord. I listened to Brother Dobson's testimony. He said this. He said, I was not doubting God, but I was wondering, God, why? And there, that, that, on that day of that service, he said, my heart was so heavy. And he said this. He said, we went out to a, to a, a, a funeral home and a cemetery where we're going to commit, have one of these men have them buried. And he said, while I was thinking about it in my heart, God, what are you doing? God, why did you do this? A perfectly cloudless day, and he heard a hum. And he looked up into the sky. These are Brother Dobson's own words. There was a rainbow, and there was a plane flying right into that rainbow. I've told you about before in the 
dark hours when my wife and I didn't know what God was doing in our life with our son. Went to a hospital waiting room, a place where just Lord and I could meet and we could spend some time. And that day was especially dark and deep. God, what are you doing? Look outside that little window on an outside on a little table. A little sparrow came and landed. And I know, I didn't hear anything audibly, but God reassured my heart of the verses. I take care of the sparrow. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of your son. Can I say this to you, child of God? All of these things are needful when we go to God in prayer, praise and waiting, confession, scriptural praying, watching, intercession, petition. Sprinkle your prayers on a daily basis with thanksgiving. Do we not all have things to be thankful for? Stand, please. Father, help us tonight.